This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Alright. Hey guys, welcome back. Donna and Steve on My Talk 1071, Everything Entertainment. Did a little digging on Carl Lagerfeld and found out that uh he's he's uh presented himself as fat phobic. Oh, he's a fat shamer, that's he right. Fat shames, he has some controversial beliefs about the Me Too movement. Oh, that's right. LGBTQ rights. Mm-hmm. I was blissfully unaware of these things and for that i apologize i wonder what's going to happen in the movie how much will they go into different topics like that i bet they will for sure um wow this is interesting all right well i didn't know sorry guys that's okay that's there was you know i would just learn these controversial things like two days ago when they announced what the met gala um you know the theme was going to be this year and so it was in my not my permanent memory but my temporary and it just went out Hmm. the door yeah you know it's interesting it's interesting too when it's a celebrity when they have produced something you're talking about his art you don't know carl Lagerfield, Lagerfield, Lager, Loggins, Kenny Loggins. You don't know these people. <laughs> you just know their stuff. And so, you know, what you're really commenting on most of the time is their stuff, the the product, the art, the thing they've created. You know, if you sat down, I bet if you sat down with 50 celebrities, pick a random 50 celebrities, uh, there'd be 30 that you'd be like, awesome, cool, get it, like that, funny, interesting, and 20 that you'd be like, mm, wow, we have super different <laughs> beliefs about stuff and I'm whoa totally... they did that and you know i don't know it's weird I'm it's gonna, weird i'm gonna educate myself on this okay um, yeah it's right now some pretty nope. bad stuff from what i remember okay yeah you're right i don't even know who he is oh okay, my god think of, huge um, designer yeah he was the he was the designer behind chanel and fendi mm-hmm. and uh other various legacy brands he has his own line right now macy's has a whole um section his name written all over shirts and yeah think of a man with gray hair kind of has like a pompadour and it's uh, sunglasses and a white suit with a white cape that is carl lagerfield okay so based on that alone i'm just gonna sort of stereotype and say he's not the first person i'm hoping to sit down and have lunch with (laughs) right he's not really down to earth i would say Kate, if oh, yeah. you're if you upon sitting down to have lunch with a person, if they're like, "Hang on, I need to hang up my cape," I'm nervous <laughs> about where the conversation's going to go. We might be misfiring a lot. Yeah. Okay. All right, uh, guys. I watched where the crow dads sing. Say crawdads. Crawdads. Yeah, you yeah, said crow dads. Oh, I did. 
Yeah. Oh, sorry. I You're watched so... where the crawdads sing. That's kind of a hard sentence, so if you could grant me a little grace, I would Certainly really is for you, Donna. Yes, yes, of course. I watched where the crawdads sing. Okay. Yeah, that was... <laughs> I'm Steve. Well, I don't talk act like... gooder. <laughs> I wasn't oh. super califragilistic. All right, fine. Well, I was Whatever. talking fast, okay? Anyway, mm. I liked it. I thought it was good. Oh, it, it got good. panned. It got critically panned. You read the book, yes? I did not read the book. I started uh, the book, but I did uh, not finish the book. So the movie the came up, and Rumi and I said, let's just do this. I think the acting is good. I The woman who plays Kaya, the the young woman, I don't know what her name is, fantastic. She's great. I liked it. The, <sighs> I, I like the, there's a twist. I like the twist. You know... I think it's a little slow, okay? Well, I think that's the nature of the book, too, a little bit, right? I mean, I only read the first 30 pages, and I and I liked it. and was like, this is cool. I know, but me too. But it sort of, like, well, sets the tone, and, you know, you're kind of sinking into the bayou, you know? You just... Yeah. But, you know, so as you were saying that, I was thinking, okay, should I just watch this movie? But I think, you know how I was saying I, I'm thinking about buying a Kindle? Yeah. How I denied you, I, mean, I will not read another book on my phone through the Kindle app. But I think holding books open tires my hand out. Like, I'm like, okay, this is uncomfortable to prop a book open with your pinky and your thumb. And so I was like, maybe I get a Kindle that only can do books. And that's the happy medium between physical books, reading books on my phone, a Kindle that is not a place of Instagram, that is not a place yeah, of email, right, phone like calls, text messages. Kindle. I think I'm going to get one. And, um, you know, I'm going to be out in L.A. for a couple of weeks. And I was like, I should do a lot of reading while I'm there this time. So as you were talking about watching Where the Crow Dads Sing, wow, that was tricky. <laughs> I thought maybe I'll watch the movie, but I think I want to get back into the book because the book took you to a place. And mm-hmm. people who didn't like the movie, it's because they read the book, and I think the book was so darn good. Okay. Uh, yeah, it sold like 15 million copies, uh, probably more by now. Wow. But I did watch an, another movie. This one is called Lou. That's my wife's name. Uh, I know. Aww. I was waiting for you. Uh, this is Allison Janney. It's it, it kind of feels like a made-for-TV movie, but it's about a kidnapping, and it's real dark, and Allison Janney's like this badass, and uh, there's another character who we find out something about. There's a twist, and I think this is, uh, I can't remember if it's on Apple or Netflix, but if you're looking for something that you never heard of and you want to watch, it's it's pretty good. Pretty, 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 pretty good. good. Um, so there is that. And also Will Smith uh, looks like, okay, we know that he's been laying low after his Oscar slap, right? Mm-hmm. He's coming back out to the public, though, more and more. Watch Apple him on TV Instagram. Plus, um, oh, that's true. Um, he's in a movie called Emancipation. And with... Uh, you know, and the movie's going to be within eligibility for the next Academy Awards. Mm-hmm. But I don't know that people are going to vote for him, even if he his performance is amazing, because the Hollywood Reporter surveyed Oscar voters and they have revealed serious reservations about honoring him for best actor following the slap. Uh, one member of the producers branch said, would I vote for Will Smith, no bleeping way. Hmm. 
Another person says, uh, yeah, I'll vote for him right after I vote for Trump. Uh Uh-oh. Which leads me to believe he would never vote for Trump. Um, So, you know, it's a good reminder to think before you act. You know, Am I up for an Oscar? Is that what you're telling me? Is that what you're telling me? (laughs) You know, I saw somebody on Twitter say the opposite, which was they were referencing this write-up and said, oh, come on. The Academy has voted for all sorts of known abusers and taking advantage of and all all this dirty past. And this person on Twitter said, this is just racism. Now you're just taking the black guy who did the thing in public and has the negative press around him and you're throwing it that way. So that was a different side of the argument that they were saying. Like, so now we're high and mighty about the uh, lifestyle or the life choices. Right. But Mel Gibson, Roman Polanski, here's Uh, your award. Right. Yeah. Harvey Weinstein comes to mind. You know, now, again, these people have also paid their own social prices since then when controversies come to light. It's unique. I think what's going to happen is, look, you can't make it not eligible, right? I mean, think of everybody else who's there. And in their ruling against Will Smith, it was you can't attend the Oscars, but it didn't say anything to my recollection about him being Oscar eligible. Mm. And so... And Apple TV, they did well. They won with Coda last year, and then they realized they were getting blanked. And some write-ups said, hey, they really decided to drop this movie, Emancipation, in December because they were like, wait a minute. We wanted to push it out further, but this is our hope this year to be mentioned and have our, have our name said a lot at the Oscar ceremony. So, look, if you don't want to vote for him, I guess don't vote for him. But that, that spurs into a whole other conversation of what are you voting for? Lifestyle choices? And I get it. What Will Smith did was public, and it shocked everybody who watched it, and it happened at the Oscars, and it was assault. Yes. But also, what are you gonna? What are you? What are you voting for? The acting or the life plus acting? Yeah, it's a tricky situation. It is so tricky that we have to go take a commercial break and breathe deeply about it. When we come back, we've got some studies. Uh, oh. We've got a study about what you would give up for a totally stress-free day, beginning to end, not a moment of stress. What would you give up? And what Elon Musk wants Twitter to become. I'll tell you all that. When we come back, Donna, Steve, my talk. Happy Thursday, everybody. Don't forget, uh, Throwback Thursday music trivia is coming up in about 11 minutes, so stay tuned for that. Steve quizzes me. There's nothing up for, dra- uh, for grabs for anybody. That's correct. <laughs> but it's fun to play from home. 80s music will be yes, our topic Steve, today. Thank my, you for being my friend. That is my gift to you. Thank you. Don uh, McLean is with us as well. What up? Uh, what up? What up? And hey, yes, yes. I'm sorry, hey, Donna. What's, what? No, I need to realize you are the leader. What do you want? And I need to follow when you do all your blah, 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 talking okay, crap. Fine. Um, do you want to start with a study or start with the potential future of Twitter? Hmm. I want to start with the f- potential future of Twitter. Okay. I'll give you this quick. Elon Musk was like, hey, I'm rich and I'm buying Twitter. And then he was like, hey, I'm not going to buy Twitter. And now he's like, hey, Twitter, is it okay if I still buy you? And they were like, uh-huh. So he's going to buy it. It's happening. Okay. Here what was is the his... change of heart? Well, he was not convinced that Twitter was being forthright about the percentage of Twitter users that are Real. bots. Right. Oh, okay. Yeah. Too many bots. And I have long been suspicious of Twitter. I am convinced that there are people back at Twitter headquarters that are pushing buttons as to what they want to trend. And I just think that is 
That is how you can you can not force but suggest a narrative to Twitter users. If it's not purely based on how many people are tweeting about something, and then on top of that, they have to when it's trending, they have to do a little blurb about what's the nutshell of why it's trending. And there again, I think that you, it just can be them giving you a narrative. I'm like, how do how do things even get trending? How how does it all work? I have suspicions. Anyway, <laughs> Musk was concerned about how many were bots, and Twitter said yes, we do have bot accounts that are putting stuff out there. And then bot accounts could you know impact what's trending, blah blah blah. Um, and Musk said, no, I'm seeing a different number here. Our analysis says there are more bots than you're telling us about. It was a back and forth on that. Yada, yada, yada. Twitter was like, hey, cool, man. We're going to sue you because you said you're going to buy it. And then you're like, hey, I'm not going to buy it. So earlier this week, he wrote them a letter. He could have just tweeted them. And he said, hey, I'm going <laughs> to I'm gonna buy it again. Is that cool? I'll buy it at $54.20 per share, $44 billion. Everybody good with that? Whatever. Cool. So here is some of the things uh, the Morning Brew was talking about this morning that he's going to be doing with it. Um, he wants to turn it into an everything app. He hinted at his vision on Tuesday, tweeting that his purchase of Twitter would accelerate the creation of an everything app called X. An everything app is not a new concept. It's better known as a super app. And these apps, they integrate pretty much everything that you need into your life, including social media, payments, gaming, food delivery, It's all there. WeChat in China is commonly cited as the world's foremost super app. It's got an estimated 900 million daily active users, but others like the Singapore-based Grab have also reached super app status. Elon Musk has signaled his intentions of building a WeChat clone before this big super app that Twitter is a center point of, telling Twitter staff this summer that if they can recreate WeChat with Twitter, will be a great success. Um, so I guess Twitter will morph into something or become a part of a bigger thing in Elon Musk's oh, mind. I see. Yeah, which he's is, not just going to leave it the way it is. It's not just going to be. I don't think Twitter will look the same, you know, whatever, 12 months from now. I don't know how long it takes for a deal to go through of $44 billion dollars. But he wants to incorporate it into or build off of it and turn it into this super app, which is sort of like, oh, I go to X to tweet, to order things, to game, all that kind of stuff. Okay. It's like a mall, you know? Kind of, yeah. Whatever you need, you'll find in this one place. Now I will rattle through, through these quickly. It is a study. You want to do it? All right, wait, just real quick. Ready, go. Studies have shown that... All right, there you go. What would you give up for just one day of zero stress? Here are 10. Your favorite foods. 45% said I'd give up my favorite food for just a zero stress day. I guess it's just just for that day. Oh, I know. It's... How about, um, would you skip some important meetings? Like, they were like, Don, we really need you at this. Would you skip it just so that you could miss out on the stress? Any stress. When's the last time you had a totally stress-free day? People would sacrifice a week's worth of productivity, an entire paycheck. For a day uh, of no stress? For one day of no stress. Yeah, no, that ain't happening. I'll take the paycheck. Oh, no. I'm all... Give me the money, honey. Sex? (laughs) Okay, this has got to be forever that you're giving this up. Sex? 
It says 26% would give up sex for a stress-free day. They don't mean forever. They don't like sex. That <laughs> must be Some the case. Some people, when they're like, would you give up sex for this? They're like, yeah, in a minute. Yeah, would you give up sex for a half a glass of wine? Yes. <laughs> Fill her up. Were you reading my diary? <laughs> <laughs> uh, they'd give up Instagram, hanging out with friends. Guys, listen. It takes a real man in 2022 to admit when he read a dumb study. You're yeah, great, Steve. Steve. Thank and you. I did that. Uh, how about this? We'll all play a game when we come back. The game is called Throwback Thursday Music Trivia. We're going to do 80s music trivia. Yay! Donna has to answer the questions. You can play along. We're hanging out. It's Donna and Steve on my talk. Boy, here for my pals over at Chanhassen Dinner Theaters. They're just doing it right. That's the bottom line. It's a stress-free night out when you go to Chanhassen. If it's been too long, here's what I don't like. You know, I don't like going out and just, I get stressed about parking. Where are we going to park? Okay, are we going to a restaurant before we go to the show? When do we need to get our bill from the restaurant for so that we make sure that we get there before they close? The whole thing. No, do it all in one place. Parking is free. It's a breeze. Dinner is served to you in the seats where you will be enjoying Footloose, which is on the main stage right now. Heck, they bring you a big old dessert at intermission, a refill of the wine aforementioned, or some coffee. It's really great. Chan Asin also has a wonderful concert tribute series all the time. I think they got an upcoming one to Queen. Uh, if you go to ChanhassenDT.com, you'll see a full list of all of their concerts each and every week. I'm telling you, they fill up their stage with live music. Also, each and every week, as in Friday and Saturday nights, Stevie Ray's Comedy Cabaret dishes out improv comedy laughs based on your suggestions. ChanhassenDT.com. Did you miss If You See Something, Say Something? Good thing we podcast it. Find it on the Donna and Steve podcast page. Welcome back. It's the final stretch of the Donna and Steve experience on My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment. We're going to talk movie stars in just a moment, but first I wanted to read an email. Uh, this is from Jen. She says, Hi, guys. Hey. Just finished watching your film, and I absolutely loved it. It was like a Marvel movie. Oh. <laughs> Great as a standalone, but amazing when you understand all the Easter eggs. Oh, yeah. well said. My, yeah. uh, okay, my only disappointment was to discover it wasn't really Rocco playing the guitar with those clomp clompers. <laughs> sure, yeah. That's fair. That was it. That's it. Um, it you Steve, can. So. It was. It was me. It was still within the show. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you can still download. Ten bucks gets you access to all four of the show's short films, as well as complete access to our reunion show, which was video recorded. So do that. We've already had, I think, over two thousand people who have done that, which means that's another twenty thousand dollars for the yes! four local charities that we're supporting it's amazing and by the way uh, you only have until tomorrow night to do this so if you're going to do it do it and then it lives forever for you you can you know? watch them over and over, over and again. over again you could you show can them memorize it you yeah. can shoot it your own you could shoot it on your own right transcribe the script it's only 10 bucks and also uh lots of people inquiring where the r movie took place that was uh downstairs from the nook in saint paul the ranham uh bowling center bowling alley i've had people in our sales department go hey where is that i want to go there with my boyfriend oh yeah because it looks really you know hipster e and it is you know 96 years old i think that that um bowling alley is it really yeah, yeah it's amazing 28 oh my yeah. god and we had like a, a listener who was like yeah like the new ownership that came in i don't know how many years ago they took it over but mike and dalton they were like yeah we're saving this like this is awesome oh, and it's such it. a cool Spot, you know what else I like about down there? Hmm. There are no windows. And so wow, it feels that's a like first for Steve. Well, here's why. It feels like a 
like a basement vibe to me. I love finished basements in homes, and I feel like it's a really cool finished basement that also the, the stairs going down, there's a time warp, something happens, and you arrive, and it's like the 1960s. It's yeah, fun. okay. I me buy like, that. Me like I need to try too. to get there. I'm going to try to get there tomorrow. I'm waiting to hear back. Uh, we want to talk with Mike or, uh, Mike or Dalton um, on the radio so that they can just tell us a little bit more about the history of that place, stuff like that. So hopefully we'll get them tomorrow. I reached out, so we'll wait to hear back. Anyway, in other news, read this about Christian Bale. I really like Christian Bale. Of course, I first came to love him in the Batman series. Donna, do your Batman. I'm Batman. So good. He said that Leonardo DiCaprio (laughs) gets offered roles first, and then everyone around their age (laughs) owes their careers to Leo for passing on whatever project he didn't want. Oh my gosh, that's funny. Oh, Here's, wow. And Sloppy he's got a reason seconds, to say huh? it. Christian Bale says that he lost five roles to Leo in the 90s, <laughs> and American Psycho was offered to Leonardo DiCaprio first as well. Oh, wow. He did this uh, interview with GQ is where this came out. Yeah. Where I Christian Bale... Yeah, he said, quote, it doesn't matter how friendly you are with the directors, all those people that I've worked with multiple times, they all offered every one of those roles to Leonardo DiCaprio first. He said, literally, he gets to choose everything he does, and good for him, he's phenomenal. I would suspect that almost everybody of similar age to him in Hollywood owes their careers to him for passing on whatever project it is, although Christian Bale doesn't take it personally. He said he's grateful to get any role. And he also says, I can't do what Leo does, nor would he want the amount of attention that Leo gets. Like, think if you're Christian Bale and you're Leonardo DiCaprio, I think in many ways, from a respect level in Hollywood, in terms of acting prowess, they're probably pretty similar to each other. Yeah. Right? You think of Christian Bale, you're like, dude can bring it. Leo, dude can bring it. Yes. But Leo has the paparazzi following him. Like, when do you see Christian Bale? You don't. On TMZ, blowing up on someone on a set. Donna, what? That happened right across the parking lot from where I used to work in New Mexico. Are you serious? Yeah, I am. They were like, "Did you hear him yelling from the?" I wasn't there when it happened, but we had someone touring the back lot with us, and they're like, "Hey, that's the stage where Christian Bale on Terminator Salvation had his Mm. blow up." Do you think that's why he excuses David O. Russell from being the horror? That he is. David O. Russell, in this same GQ article, you know, Amy Adams was basically tortured and abused by him during American Hustle. I didn't know that. Screamed at every day, made to cry, and Christian Bale had to get in between them and say, you can't do this to her. And he's known for doing that on many sets. Wow. So maybe because Christian Bale, I was thinking, you know, excuses his own behavior and, and that kind of behavior that he's still friends with. David O. Russell and making a new movie with him. Interesting. I mean, a lot of that cast on this new movie, they were coming to the support of David O. Russell, right? Yeah. Like the new ones in the cast, they were like, oh, he's, you know, he's a genius and all that sort of stuff. And then in the same article, you have all of those, you know, things that you've heard about his treatment of others on other sets. I got to tell you. Listen, if if they still feel like they can work with him, cool. And I'm sure money might make me think differently. But if I had a boss routinely, not like, okay, a bad day, I get it, but routinely their means of communication was yelling by me gone. Yeah, no, I don't like yelling either at all. 
Anyway, are we doing are we doing the soup thing? Yeah, what about yeah, I've never done just the soup cool thing. Your jets, Donna. All right, but I'm just, looking at the clock constantly and yeah. we have oh, three minutes. We have I've gone on for too minutes. long. It's no, my fault. No, it's not. No, but we also have our apple and onion. Watch how much time we have. All right, call Alice. We're gonna have a surplus of time at the end. By the way, Alice, call our front desk. I, Alice I, I don't know the number. Oh, press zero. Maybe. Okay. I think it's zero. Alice mm-hmm. asked me yesterday. I she started laughing as I was walking out. I she to said her too. She said, am I on the air? And I said, well, let me explain. She said, answer my question. Am I on the air? <laughs> I said, you are, Allison. You have been about nine times. And she really found it pretty funny. So yeah, so okay this is great. That. So she's she's down with it. Oh, yeah. Oh, Dawn, you could just bring her You can right give up. us dial tone. Yeah, we'll, we'll listen to the ring and everything. Oh. All right. Dawn had picked Stand up the by. receiver, and she's talking to somebody. And she looks very confused. She looks very serious. She's taking yes. this very seriously. She really is. Her did eyes are squinty. Did she get somebody's voicemail? Oh. Oh, no. Dawn, did you hear something negative? What's going oh, on? No. Oh, she looks like she's got oh, sun she, in her does eyes. Does she have a migraine right now? What's happening? There's a heavy squint wow. going on. A mumbling? Is she mumbling to somebody? Her His mouth mama, is moving. She also looks blurry now. I don't know why that is. I don't know either. Did she... Take it. Did she receive a telephone call or did she just make a telephone call? I'm not call? sure. Hey, hey Don. Okay. You look yes, stressed. we do have. We don't have Alice, but we do have Amy. Oh, uh, Amy, Amy Bone, Bone in the building. So, hi, hi, Amy. Amy. <laughs> How are you? Door one, door two, or door three? What kind of soup will it be? That's what we're wondering. Now, you should know quickly, Amy Bone, she puts out the menu every week, and we love that you don't put what the soup is, because we like to call Brian and find out. Could you patch us through to Brian, please? I sure can. I think it's going to be an exciting option for today. Hold on a second. Oh, jeez. Here you go. All right, here we go, ladies and gentlemen. Call in the Hubbard. Fun fact. Cafeteria. She's an A-I-M-E-E. Double E. Cafeteria, that's Brian. Brian! Big dog in the building! Brian, Brian. Uh, we just talked to Amy Bone. Amy Bone, she puts the soup out, uh, or she puts the menu out, but doesn't include the soup. She thinks today is going to be a really great choice. What can you tell us about what's today's soup? I got a California veggie with white cheddar. Bro! Little spin on broccoli cheese, you know? Oh, that's a great idea. I like it. All right, B. I wanna, so can time. I address something real quick? If you, you need guess, to, yeah. sure. Um, so when I don't call in, or I don't mm-hmm. answer, you know, you guys kind of yeah. talk crap, and my wife takes some notes here. <laughs> okay. Can I just read a little bit? Yeah. Sure. Sure. All right. Uh, Donna called me a punk. That's basically all I got for her. <laughs> but Steve, the last time, I think he, I quote, called me a cranky cafeteria guy. They turned into a star. And then in quotations, I got... I'm Brian. I'm important in a weird voice, followed by more mocking sounds. Okay. And I get it all about. Uh, So that can't all be explained. I think, you know, context is probably um, important. Don, could you hang up super quick? Don, do it right now. Please thank you so much. And the connection's kind of. Oh, bugger. Come down for moose soup after. Okay. Well, that was what about uh, both. Apple and onion. What is it? That was my apple and onion right oh. there. The call with Brian. We hit our high and we oh, hit our low. Oh, man, we did it. All yes. thanks to me. So, You're welcome. Don, our apple is our highlight. Our onion is our low light of the show. Oh. Uh, my apple is Bethany Frankel calling out uh, <laughs> Kylie Jenner. That was in the first hour uh, for overcharging for something. You can go back and listen. And my onion was also in the first hour, and that was the farm busted for using human waste for fertilizer. What do you got, Dawn? Anything? Um, My apple is spending time with you guys, and my onion is uh, me not 
me not good. <laughs> me update. Me apple is Brian call. Me onion is learning that mac and cheese is, in fact, pasta. Oh, man. What a journey. For nine years, a dangerous man terrorized women, breaking into homes and raping his victims before killing a brilliant young scientist in 1998. The more the victims resisted, the more violent he became. Then he suddenly stops, leaving police with a lot of clues and one unknown subject. I'm Paul Wagner. Join me for Unknown Subject, season three of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast series. Search American Nightmare podcast on all podcast platforms today. Okay.